Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you always want to be the best you can be? The Frankie Boyer Show. What is this? It's more than a lifestyle show. It's a show about living in today's world. I think something is happening. Frankie enthusiastically brings an amazing eclectic mix to the airwaves. You got that right. One of the reasons she's earned legions of loyal fans is very simple. When you listen to the Frankie Boyer Show, you just never know what's going to happen next. So listen for yourself. Here is Frankie Boyer. And welcome. It is such a pleasure to have you today because we are joined by Brent Wisner, who is an acclaimed trial attorney who worked on the first three trials against Monsanto and obtained the historic $2 billion, yes, you heard me, $2 billion verdict proving its Roundup weed killer causes cancer. Now, this was a historic case and continues to be. And as someone who has been covering health and holistic living for many years, we have talked about the insidiousness of Roundup. We have talked about the carcinogenic effect of Roundup. And so it must bring you such pleasure to know, Brent, that you were part of such an amazing historic win. Absolutely. It was obviously um, a humbling experience. I was a relatively young lawyer when we, when I got thrown into the mix. It was sort of a crazy story how I ended up being the lead trial lawyer in the first one. But obviously, we had a, a great result, and it was really wonderful to see how these lawsuits have not only affected my clients, who obviously have been affected with cancer, but how it's affected sort of the, the global conversation about Roundup in the U.S. and internationally. So for, for many people that are not aware of the story and the insidiousness of this story and the legs and the power of a Monsanto, it's almost, it's just like David and Goliath. It really is because Monsanto is so huge, huge conglomerate. No, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's actually, it's more maniacal than you even think because, you know, one of the things that we discovered when we were going through the millions and millions and millions of documents that they produced was that they have something called freedom to operate. It is actually a budgeted program within the company. And the sole purpose is to ensure that there's no limitations in Monsanto's ability to sell its products in, in countries. And that includes attacking scientists to raise concerns. It includes you know, getting close and friendly with the EPA and other regulatory regulatory agencies, and it's it's not even it's not even like a oh a quietly done thing. It's literally a line item in their budget for how they go about operating in the U.S. And they've been so powerful and such a monopoly in this area for so long. 
it, it really took some lawyers who I get more, to be frank, didn't realize what they were getting themselves into to sort of expose it. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why we did the Monsanto papers, which is this cache of documents sort of demonstrating and, and, and discussing these, uh, this corporate malfeasance. How long have they known the carcinogenic effects of Roundup and the one ingredient especially that we're talking about? Yeah, uh, glyphosate is the sort of active ingredient in Roundup. Um, and, you know, th- the truth is they've known or frankly should have known from the very beginning. The, 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 the origin of Roundup or glyphosate is actually born in fraud. The, the original laboratory that did the carcinogenicity studies on glyphosate the, back in the 70s was a group called IBT Laboratories. Well, there was a guy named Paul Wright. He worked at Monsanto. He left Monsanto, went to go work at IBT. They did the glyphosate studies there, and then he came back to Monsanto. Six years later, he was federally prosecuted for committing fraud and went to jail because he fabricated scientific results. And so for the first 15 years that glyphosate and Roundup was in the market in the United States, it was based on studies that a guy went to jail for. So, you know, you say, how long did they know? Well, from the very beginning, you know, we have this clear evidence that Monsanto was engaged in criminal fraud. And that's the birth of this stuff. I mean, it's, this is one of the reasons when you tell the whole story and you go through the history of it from the 70s onward, you know, the jury got to hear all the evidence. <laughs> You know, I think their their voice was loudly heard when they said this is unacceptable. And I didn't even ask for $2 billion in punitive. I asked for $1 billion, but they were so pissed off, they wanted to impose two. And I think that was a clear statement of just how, how much Monsanto has known for how long. And Monsanto continues to promote, and is, is the ingredient still in its products today? Yes, but there is a pretty remarkable thing that's happened. Uh, they just announced that they are going to stop selling glyphosate-containing Roundup in 2023. And, and, you know, their press release says, we still think it's safe. There's really no problem here, but we're going to stop selling it because we don't want to be sued anymore. <laughs> so this is an instance where the EPA has not done their job. You know, no, the regulators have failed. Not at all. In the living- yes, yeah, and it uh, makes me sick. Um, where is gly- gly- glyphosate? Banned. I mean, it's all over the world, isn't it? Argentina and Australia and Austria. And yeah, I think about a hundred countries or, yeah. you know, countries have banned it. I know even in the United States, several hundred counties and cities have banned its use in, in public areas. I mean, there's really been a, a, a sort of groundswell of support getting this stuff off the market. But the problem is, and this is the sad part, is it's everywhere. And every piece of food you eat, every water, glass of water you drink, there's glyphosate in it. If you can go get your tested right now, glyphosate is in your system. It's because this pesticide is not just been sprayed a lot. There has been more Roundup sprayed in the United States than every other pesticide in history combined. And so it's everywhere. It's pervasive. And so I think one of the things that we're really concerned about is what are going to be the long-term effects on human health long-term because this stuff is everywhere. I I just am so horrified. And for anyone out there that didn't realize that, that or still using it, you still have it in your garage and you're using it for your lawns to kill 
weeds. There are other products that are better and that will not cause cancer. I mean, this is really nasty stuff. Nasty, nasty stuff. And, you know, I'm fighting in the building that I live in to make it a greener building in this day and age. I feel that the the floors are being washed and waxed and so many chemicals that the toxic chemicals that we bring into our apartment, even if you take your shoes off, you can't help it. It's, it's in everything that you touch. And we have a right. We cannot lose the fact that we have rights. We're still not sitting ducks in this country. We do have, have rights to protect our health and our safe being and the health of the the family and the pets and everything else in in our lives and i, I just agree more <laughs> it just is so frustrating for me to know that the, how long how many years has this battle been going on brent well really it all kind of came to light in 2015 when the International Agency for Research on Cancer, it's this really prestigious group uh, out of the World Health Organization, they took a look at glyphosate. They looked at all the data that existed, and these really smart scientists got together and said, you know what, this probably causes cancer. And that was the first time anyone had really raised it outside of the regulatory context, because all that stuff, all the, all the fraud had been done behind closed doors, and this was the first public statement. And that's sort of what brought all of our attention to it. And, you know, my first client, uh, the McCall family, Jack McCall was you know, spraying, spraying around up on his, his tree orchards and he got lymphoma and died three months later. And, you know, we started looking into this and we were just flabbergasted. So we've been actively and aggressively litigating this for almost six years. But I mean, we're digging through documents that are 30, 40 years old and show this long history of what Monsanto has known and what they've done to cover it up. And we're, as of today, where is this, where is everything in the court system and where are you all in the, in this case? I know that you want, so, you know, yeah. So we've, we've had some, we've obviously had three trials. I think there's actually a trial right. ongoing right now. So hopefully we, we hear good news soon. I'm, I'm not trying that case in uh, California. Okay. When, but, uh, I think I'm going to let you, hold on one second. I'm going to let you finish that when we come back from break. And then I, I heard there's also some litigation going on with the Zantec heartburn medication. We need to talk about that story. Um, what an amazing, an amazing story. I, I, I would have to say, Brent, Listener, it changed your your life um, and so many. And give us the best website as we go to break. Sure. Um, our, our website is bombheadlandlaw.com. And there's a whole database of information that anyone can read up about this litigation and, and, and see the actual Monsanto documents. And we will get the update of where we are with this case in just a moment and a lot more right here on the Frankie Boyer Show, Biz Talk Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. 
Visit gcu.edu. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back. Frankie Boyer, Biz Truck Radio. And Brent Wisner is with us, the acclaimed trial attorney who worked on the first of three trials against Monsanto and obtained the historic $2 billion verdict, proving its Roundup weed killer causes cancer, among other things. Among other things, let's not forget those other things, Brent, and welcome back. Fill us in on where the case is today, and you said that there's another case going on right now, a fourth case? Right. There's actually a trial that's actually ongoing as we speak. Um, the, the litigation generally, though, is, you know, I, I, my firm represents, we represented around 3,400 people. They have all been brought into a settlement program. So we're actually in the process of getting people hopefully paid um, for, you know, the harm that was caused to them. And I think nationwide, there's probably filed and unfiled claims over 200,000 claims. And I think Monsanto, at least as of now, has entered settlements with approximately half of that, maybe a little bit more. And so there's still active litigation ongoing. There's still a lot of really serious legal fights happening. There's a, there's a case up to the U.S. Supreme Court that we're fighting so it, the, the, the job's not done, and these things go on for a long time. But I think overall, you know, the writing's on the wall, and Monsanto has seen that they, they, they are not going to be successful in the courts. They are not going to be successful in front of juries. And so they're just trying their best to, I think, manage this incredible amount of liability and exposure they have as a company. So that's the way things are going now. Will this have any impact on the bottom line for Monsanto because they're so huge? Absolutely. And, and, you know, sort of an interesting fact is Monsanto was actually purchased by Bayer. um, I was just going to say, weren't they just purchased by Bayer? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they purchased Monsanto and and I think the deal went through. And then three weeks later or a month later, I got my first verdict. And the the, the stock share for Bayer plummeted. I think they lost $30 billion in market capitalization in one day because of the wow. news and yeah. yeah. And so this exposure that we've created for Monsanto is an existential threat. And more than once, the, you know, the word bankruptcy has been thrown around and, and, and rightly so, right? Because, you know, they for 40 Gosh, years have been causing, so. 
people cancel Absolutely. and they have to pay for it. Shame, shame, shame on you, Monsanto. Absolutely. And you say these er- internal papers are so telling. They are so mm-hmm. telling, the yeah. Monsanto papers. Yeah, and, and it's funny. We, you know, we, we, I actually released those on our website back in 2017. And I, you know, I almost got in trouble <laughs> with the court for it because they said that I shouldn't have done it. But ultimately, the court didn't punish me or sanction me. It ultimately worked out just fine. But those papers have had just a tremendous impact. Books have been written, screenplays are being written, documentaries have been done, and those documents have formed the basis of a really powerful and loud group of activists to fight off the corporate malfeasance that is the Monsanto company. It's pretty pretty remarkable mm. what's happened. Absolutely. Okay. To change the subject for just a moment. Sure. You now are in, from what I've heard, a deep litigation with the Zantac heartburn medication case. Now, anyone that, so this is the, this is the thing. Many people, because of the way they eat, get reflux, get GERD, get heartburn. And this product was supposed to be given out for short-term use, short-term use. Years later, people are still taking it on a regular basis. This is so crazy. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is, you know, Zantac, if, if you, it, what's ha- it's not even on the market anymore. The FDA finally pulled it last year, right? It said, you can't sell us anymore. Because what happens is, Zantac, or the chemical inside of it called ranitidine, it actually breaks down into a substance called NDMA. And NDMA is a blight on humanity. It is a chemical product that was discovered in the 30s when they were making rocket fuel for the first time. And all it does, the only thing it's capable of doing in the world is causing cancer. That's all it does. In fact, they use it in laboratory experiments to create cancer in animals. And it's breaking down into the substance at levels that are just staggering. And this has been going on for 40 years. And sure, if you take it once or twice, you're going to be fine. But people take this for decades. And they're just exposing their body to this crazy amounts of NDMA. And they're developing all sorts of horrific cancers. And we're deep in this litigation. We're actually going to trial next October on the first case uh, in California. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, it's a really important case because... It, it, it's something that is so, there's so many people who are affected. There's well over 80,000 people who have signed up as clients throughout the country who are bringing their lawsuits. And I think this is an important, probably one of the biggest litigations, you know, my firm is ever going to have worked on. I am so thrilled, so thrilled that you are doing this. I, I can't begin to tell you. And what I find so disturbing is that, you know, years ago, we 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 put so much faith in the FDA. I mean, we just put so much mm-hmm. faith in them. And and Brent, this is not the first time this has happened in in the history of the FDA. There was a drug that was given to women that were pregnant to mm-hmm. uh, to help them with with miscarriages that turned out to make the babies dis- disformed. There was medication for osteoporosis that was supposed to be the answer for osteoporosis. And what did it do? 
cause cancer of the jaw, cause people to walk out on the street and limbs and, and bones were crumbling. I don't understand how it even gets to this place. If anyone doesn't question what the FDA is doing, they need they need to hear this really loud and clear. I mean, listen, there is a revolving door. People go from the drug industry into the FDA and the FDA into the drug industry. They are, they are connected at the hip. And every once in a while, there's a real good scientist at the FDA that, that raises concern. But they are almost every single time silenced because that agency does not protect our health. That agency is there to service the pharmaceutical industry, to give them an FDA badge of approval. So us, the, the, the victims, are led to believe it's safe. But if you think for a second that because something is FDA approved that it's a safe medication, just look at the thousands and thousands of drugs that have been pulled off the market or sued for side effects that were not disclosed. And, you know, there's a problem. There's a, there's a fox guarding the hen house. And, you know, until there's yep. a real fundamental oh, shift Brent, in the way the FDA works, we're in trouble. We are in big trouble, and I am so thrilled you are speaking out, and whatever we can do to support you and your firm, you've got it, and give us the website as we say goodbye to you today. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, you can hear, read all about all the stuff we're doing. We're very active. We're at www.bombheadlandlaw.com. And by the way, papaya, natural enzyme, great for for GERD and and heartburn and reflux. Thanks so much, Brent. (laughs) This is Frankie Boyer. Stay tuned. We will be back in just a moment right here on Biz Truck Radio. Stop turning on that September day. Were you in the Welcome back, Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. It's hard to believe twenty years has gone by. We are almost at the anniversary of 9-11, 20th anniversary of 9-11. A day that people still just cannot even believe happened and but it did and to commemorate this 20th anniversary we have author and photographer Frank Ritter with us and he has published a beautiful a beautiful exquisite book about 9-11 it's called 9-11 Remembrance, Renewal, Hope, A 20-Year Journey. And Frank, it is such a pleasure. Welcome to the program. You have been commissioned to do some photographs early on, right after the actual 9-11 and then for the first anniversary. And tell us how this, this story has grown and evolved in your own personal life and, and why this year the book. Well, the the idea of it growing and evolving is actually is a very accurate description because uh, uh, when I was there in the beginning, uh, after a day or two, I didn't think I was going back. 
But then uh, just because it was just such a sad thing to see and actually kind of depressing and and, uh, didn't make me feel good. But as time went on, I felt that by going back, it could help me in the healing process. And uh, that's really what it was all about. And it's just going back there every year on that date of 9-11, it's kind of an idea of reaffirming uh, maybe the idea of hope, Mm -hmm. the idea of resilience, uh, the idea of we can come back as we saw the buildings uh, rising. Uh, That's kind of what it was about for me. And then finally, at the end, the last couple of years, uh, uh, I thought I would put all these pictures together and make a book out of it and dedicate the book uh, to, uh, of course, our heroes, number one, and also show the the different thoughts that I had looking at this as part of remembrance, where we remember the fallen and the heroes, uh, renewal, that we're going to get stronger and we're rebuilding, maybe even bigger and better than ever, not that that's always so important. And then the idea, maybe most important of all, is the idea of hope, that we can hope for the future. Uh, This is really a great country, and and I've kind of uh, been reacquainted, I could say, or, or maybe feeling more indebted to the founding fathers and to our traditional values being liberty, uh, uh, truth, justice. Uh, it might sound kind of corny, I guess, but uh, that, that's kind of how I feel. You know, I, I'm I'm really appreciating what you're sharing with us because the night of 9-11 in Boston because of the planes taking off from Boston and our involvement yeah. in this and, and so yeah. many of the people that were on the plane from Boston, the Boston area. We gathered at in front of Paul Revere's house in North Square. I'll never forget it. And and it was a spontaneous gathering mm. of all of us coming together with candles and holding hands and singing and just just the 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 emotion that that day was so devastating, devastating. Yeah. And and then wondering if people that we knew were okay. I have a friend who was on her way and she was late that morning. You hear stories like this all the time. Yeah. She was late exactly. she was late that morning. She got sidetracked and missed the train and she got off the subway and and was greeted with ash and from head to toe, she was just covered on her way to work and and other people that were not so fortunate. The youngest victim that day, I, I believe was you you have a, a you mentioned the youngest victim, little three year old. Dana yeah, that was Dana. Uh and her and her little sister, all of I think her sister Zoe. So was seven or eight years old and and if you it's just so heartbreaking and and uh i guess you just have to remember these people and and try to figure that 
that everything's going to work out in the end and they're they're just such we're just such such beautiful souls that's that's absolutely uh, absolutely you just wonder when a when a tragedy like this is you know strikes all of us and it affects all of us it affected our freedoms it it affected so much and in my question to you as a photographer how do you take the emotions out of it how do you how are you able to take the the photograph and not be emotionally involved or are you well i tell you uh i really kind of ducked out so to speak because i was very fortunate in a way that uh i wasn't there to see uh, uh a lot of the really horrible things that happened with people jumping out of windows uh uh, I wasn't that close enough to see it. And uh, in the beginning, in fact, many of us thought that it was just like a little plane that, that went into the building and whatever. So I could have gone down to Ground Zero right from the beginning and had been there even before the buildings collapsed. But I figured, oh, this is just a minor thing. It was only later that we we kind of realized what this was all about. And then I went down in the afternoon and was there for uh, that afternoon and also the following day. So I really kind of sidestepped it, so to speak. But for me, when I, when I go to the ceremonies, uh, a very, very moving, uh, when I heard the song, uh, say, Amazing Grace, and, and I heard these children at times, from children singing in the New York area and other other parts of the country's choirs. Uh, it was just so beautiful. It could really bring uh, a tear to your eye from, from these performances going all the way to uh, uh, when you, to the iconic uh, Kristen Chenoweth who was there one year and she sang uh, a song, I believe that was, uh, uh, broken or borrowed angels. Uh, it's very, very poignant. Uh, the idea of uh, music and uh, just very, very kind of enthralling. Uh, it's kind of how you get through the sadness. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then you look at kids that are just born within within the. 20 years or or mm-hmm. young kids in their young 20s that had no idea that didn't experience it and and having for them to understand the power of this anniversary well that's that's actually you you kind of hit on the reason that I became interested in doing this story and doing this book it's exactly for those people that weren't there and this is my personal account just as a ordinary New Yorker, nothing special. Uh, This was my account of what happened because uh, uh, you often hear that uh, as time goes by, uh, I've read things, uh, just ridiculous things that that have nothing to do with the truth. And uh, uh, these these theories that are just... (laughs) They're really silly. I, I, I can't imagine uh, conspiracy theories. And yet, at the same time, with our values of liberty, we defend those people that have the right to say uh, whatever they want. They, they can say it never happened. They can say any ridiculous thing. 
but but that's part of our culture and and I guess that's uh, that's the way we have to look at it. Yes, thank you so much for being with us today, Frank. Give us the best website how how people can get your beautiful book. Yes, it's very simple. It's nine one one we remember dot com and you can order the book on this website again it's 911weremember.com and i appreciate it thanks so much for being with us today and and sharing your recollection of renewal and hope and we will be back in just a moment this is Frankie Boyer Biz Talk Radio amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Thank you for being. Welcome back. It is Frankie Boyer. But let me tell you something. If you think outdoor cooking is over, uh uh-uh, not anymore, because joining us is top chef fan favorite and Emmy Award winning celebrity chef, Chef Ryan Scott. Welcome. Frankie, I need to put you in my back pocket and just have you introduce me to everybody. That was phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> well, I love you and you're, you're very funny. And if we have time, we'll tell you, we'll tell everybody about your grandmother, but, oh, yeah. but Chef Ryan, you are obviously creative and innovative. And, and I know it's very early where you are, mm-hmm. but what's for breakfast on the grill? Oh, we've, we've, we've got it all, you know, it's thank you for all that. And thank you for talking about top chef. I mean, I gotta tell you, uh, being on top chef and now a father of two young girls under four, you want to talk about the ultimate top chef challenge. It's definitely taught me how to be creative <laughs> with pretty much any ingredient. My little daughter, I've got two daughters. I've got Poppy and Olive and Olive is three and a half, man. Olive keeps me on my culinary toes more than top chef ever did. So my daddy slash secret weapon in the kitchen from breakfast, lunch, and dinner is what you were talking about, is about using high-quality, clean, pre-prepared ingredients, a brand that I love. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, Frank. Thank you, Frankie. I'm glad you and I agree, girl. I'm glad we agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've been doing a holistic health show, and you are what you eat, and you are what you eat eats, and people Mm -hmm. need to understand that concept. It's really critical. It is, and you got to make sure that you trust the right brand and the brand that I love and totally trust is open nature. The open nature line is available at your guys' Shaw and Star markets. Any day, and I saw all of them, any tried or their air chilled antibiotic, no antibiotic ever chicken. I know that when I'm using open nature for my girls and cooking for them, I can be confident that the food that I'm buying for my family is not only just going to be super delicious, but it's also going to be clean and minimally processed too. And that is something that I can totally stand by. 
I love that. I love that. Now, what's cool about it is, you know, like, for instance, we're going camping now. And to me, summer is all about adventure. So when I take all of camping with me, she helps me start the fire. Now she has some distance and we, you know, we cook together, but you find ways of getting your family involved with it and creating breakfast with minimal tools with my daughter and my wife out while we're having camping and enjoying the last days of summer. That's what it's all about. And also with minimal cleanup is what it's about. But pancakes are my daughter's favorite thing. And I have my campfire mason jar, gluten-free blueberry pancakes. Oh, yes. can get the recipe. Oh, do chow. Do chow, please. Here's the thing about it. Who doesn't love gluten? First of all, gluten-free. Those of us that do not want the inflammation from gluten, thank you very Mm -hmm. much for doing a, uh, a blueberry mix. And secondly, who doesn't love pancakes? Who doesn't love pancakes? uh, Well, pancakes are those ones that you can have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like literally it it is. And the great thing about it, having something like a pre-box mix from open nature and having gluten-free and something you can get at the store to help you make delicious meals that you can add your own ingredients to it. That's what it's about. So I'll take a mason jar when we're camping, have the blueberry mix pre-portioned. And then my daughter helps me. She cracks the egg in there, Frankie. She adds the yogurt. We shake it up. I cook it off on on the griddle pan. It's great because open nature has plenty of innovative products that I can cover all the lifestyles when it comes to my family or yours. And this is something, Frankie, that you'll love. They have what every shopper is looking for. They're looking for gluten-free plant-based. And then also, I know you know this one too, high protein food options too. That's right. That's right. High protein is critical. We, we got to get the protein in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's for breakfast. And so you obviously prepare it in a mason jar and take it with you on the road or wherever mm-hmm. you are or mm-hmm. in your kitchen or in your gr- on your grill. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, for sure. Very simple and cool. Yeah, you know this. I have two kids under the age of three. It takes four hours just to pack the car to drive <laughs> two minutes to unpack for three hours. <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you, I, 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 get a, I get a kick out of people that say fast food because for me, being in the kitchen is a joy. I, I should have been a chef. I absolutely love playing in the kitchen and being creative and cooking my plant-based foods and all of that. And and having all of these years of experience, I just also know that my ingredients have to be top quality. They just have to be. And you can taste when they're not. You know, you can taste when they've fudged or they haven't done a great job. You're right. You're right. Yeah, most definitely. What's going on for dinner, though? What are we going to do for dinner tonight? Well, girl, you, to- hold on, hold on, Frankie, Frankie, you're not even let me talk about lunch. I've got my chicken Caesar kebab wraps. Oh, too. well, those okay. are. Oh, I, I know you're hungry. You're on early, so you want breakfast. You want a buffet for breakfast right now. You want it all. But I, I got to tell you, my chicken Caesar kebab wraps. I got to tell you, this is a huge crowd pleaser, and it's great right now because everybody's still wanting to do some outdoor entertaining while they can. So all you have to do is just take a bag with some lemon juice. I take a little bit of chilies, garlic, salt, and pepper. I let these marinate with some chicken breast for about 45 minutes in the bag. Then I bring my daughter in and help her let me skewer. This is something involving the kids that they can be a part of it. Yeah, Skewer it with some red onion pieces, some cherry tomatoes. And then I grill them off on medium high heat for about four to five minutes on each side. Here's a trick though. Here's a great rule of thumb. Always let the protein rest for half the amount of time that you grill it. What you're doing is you're letting all those juices calm down. And then that way you have a stellar kebab. And instead of using a tortilla, or bread. I like to use romaine lettuce and you have this great wrap and boom, Mm. you have a delicious carb-free afternoon snack. And here's something, Frankie, open nature does believe that food should be simple. That's why everything in their line has no artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And that's just something I can stand by constantly. 
non-dairy plant-based options are also available. I just have to say, but a hundred percent natural meat, seafood, and no antibiotics, grass-fed beef. Nobody should be having antibiotics in their food. Nobody, 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 nobody. 2020. Talk to me. 2021 people. This is the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What is for dinner? All right. Now we finally went through breakfast. Now we're into, we went through lunch with the kebabs. Now we're at dinner. This is my one pan wonder. I like to use a skillet. This is a reason to still grill outside. I have my delicious Southern skillet with open nature's wild caught North Atlantic sea scallops. Now we're talking, this is wild caught roasted red pepper and and garlic chicken sausage. I toss all this inside a cast iron pan. I add just a touch of beer after it's caramelized, a oh. little bit of cream, and I finish it off with oh. butter. You don't even have to use the butter, but what the butter does oh, is yeah. it gives it a nice little shimmer Who doesn't on the out. love butter? Hey, listen, <laughs> we are out of time, Chef. Give us the best website to get the recipes and a lot more from the amazing chef himself, Ryan Scott, super chef TV host of Food Rush. <laughs> And we just love you. So best well, website well, is? Yeah, Frankie, you can check them out at Open Nature, all their Open Nature products. You can find them at Shaw's Market. Excuse me. You can find them at Shaw's and Market at Shaw's.com slash our brands and starmarket.com slash our brands. Thank you so much. And thank all of you. Another edition of the Frankie Boyer Show for BizTalk Radio. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day. And as always.